Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt and I talk about stuff with people. Hey everyone and welcome to But That's Just My Opinion, the podcast hosted by me, Matt Landrip. And me, David Navarro. The co-host over there with the mostest. <laughs> Thanks for throwing in co-host. I, I didn't do it on the last episode specifically because I, I'm trying to like drop the co part. No, that's, see, that's that's what I think is great though. Is just constantly throwing yeah, the co-host. At, <laughs> like I'm the host, you're, you're the co-host. Get it right. I want everyone to know there is a hierarchy in this podcast, <laughs> and, it goes, and it goes Matt guest me. <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I knew where see, you were going. See people. He knows his place. <laughs> he knows his place, and that's a good thing. That's how you know that the abuse is kicked in correctly. <laughs> uh, this intro is going to be short, because we're about to talk about board games with Mike. And funnily enough, I was thinking about a video game that I couldn't find a, ver- like, I couldn't find a video game that had the gameplay I wanted. And so after this podcast, because we had talked with Matt, that Matt wasn't the guest, because we talked with Mike <laughs> for like 40 minutes or 45 minutes. This about. is definitely the episode where I'm kind of not talking oh a yeah lot. this is this is a heavy david episode a heavy david mike episode because i'm i'm so really interested in board now. games i think they're great um and after There's we had this conversation stop mike mike inspired me to make the video game i was looking for that doesn't exist and turn it into a board game and so i pitched it to him he kind of liked the idea we started building it since we've recorded this episode uh, i have basically a board game that is ready to play test uh it happened very quickly and it's very exciting and I'm basically just doing the math and out of balance. Maybe we should uh, do it on the podcast. Do a playtest on the podcast? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. We should definitely bring Mike back on to play a yeah. board game. Um, maybe record it, throw it up on my YouTube. Yeah. That, uh, that'd actually be fun. I think we should do that. Yeah. Do, but that's just my opinion. Podcast plays. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a video companion. We won't release it audioly. Right. It'll just be like a video yeah. only thing. Yeah, we'll just like only real cool kids from the nineties will get be able to understand it and get it and have fun with it. Nineties cool kids starter pack? Ninety cool kids starter pack, the board game. <laughs> uh you can pick yours up at Target today. It's only nineteen ninety nine. All right. Well so yeah, as we talked about as you probably already figured code, out it's better than Matt. Uh f- as you probably already figured out this episode's about board games. We get into easy board games that everyone knows like Monopoly, Yahtzee, Trouble, all and that why stuff. they're broken. And then uh, we get into, you know, more, I guess, kind of like indie board games and the difference like that you may not know, you know, a lot of stuff that most people don't know about, including myself. And mm-hmm. these guys are heavily into it. And I'm very Mike excited. To play. Yeah. But yeah. I'm very excited to play, but there's a whole culture around board games and it's very interesting to learn about it. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. Turn the bass in the mic. And stick around after to hear David's board game idea. Normally, when it was just me, I would do an intro, have the actual interview, and then do like a whole outro. So I do multiple recordings. Nice, yeah. right? Lately, we've been doing one one blast recording of like showing up. But that's when it's oh, just okay. me and him. Like I stole right. the last intro because I was uh, interviewing Matt last oh, week. Right. No, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. that's been the f- so. I think you should steal this intro. It, you should try at least. Matt will probably edit it out, but you can always try to steal the intro. No, but did you did you notice which intro I left in last week? Yeah, my intro. Yeah, but did you like the one you, where I screwed, screwed up? up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I thought I made the yeah. intro what it was. It was yeah. yeah, exactly. It really, it really uh, cemented. Uh, there was like five minutes before we actually got to that, but I took that all out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it really cemented your relationship as co-hosts. Thank you. A little bit, just a little disjointed. I, I think I'm the co-host. There's a host and a co-host. Yeah, oh, that's, I'm, okay. I, we made are not sure, I made sure. I made sure first day. You're my co-host. 
My picture's still on the card. Right. In like six months, we'll get it switched over. I still need it. I still got a lot of these I need to <laughs> oh, get absolutely. through. Yeah, we I are, think he is the host, I am the co-host. Absolutely. I mean, it's not just your opinion. You know? Right. No, it's, it's all about my opinion. It's all about him. Well, today it's going to be all about our opinion. Mm. Uh, hey, everyone. What's going on? Uh, today we got with us a good friend and uh, old fraternity brother, Mike Hill. Hello. Hello, everybody. Yes, that is his voice. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> this isn't a, a pre-recorded message. No. P- please press one. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. To continue with the podcast, please press two. All right. Don't actually press two. I think that would end things. Well, there's, um, the, uh, do you know how a podcast app works? You know, I'm, you can't I'm, press buttons like a dial pad. Hey, right, but, you know, but if you have someone like running around their keyboard now, it's slapping on one or two, or like on their phone, like trying to like find one or two now in the middle of the podcast, it'd be distracting. Right. I didn't miss this part of the podcast. Well, that's probably a good thing. So we're talking about board games today with Mike. Yes, we are. Board games. So, I mean, we're talking about like not just Monopoly and Scrabble and stuff like that. Although we should talk about those. We can't talk about those games because they're they're like gateway drugs. Yeah, I I, I, I think so. No. No, If if we're making a gateway drug board game reference settlers a, of Catan. no it's got to be a better board game it's it's got to be an accessible great board game settlers well, I, settlers isn't a good gateway no I, th- I think matt has something there i think i think settlers of Catan is is honestly the perfect gateway mm. right now i feel like so that um, is the gateway drug to uh to board games to uh i guess if if you want to think about it in the uh in the drug analogy it's a uh, to harder games to harder mm. board games you know right it's taking you out of uh, cigarettes and 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 beer with exactly uh, with monopoly and scrabble and yeah. taking you all the way to like right ketamine and <laughs> <laughs> well and it's so settlers of Catan is like, it's like well i mean it's like a four-hour game so i'd say it's probably the cocaine uh, i mean <laughs> no, i don't know it's, it's the weed i would say yeah it's i would say it's the weed it's, it's, it's yeah, oh i just figured it's, it's so long it's like coke you just have to ride it until you're done <laughs> oh my yeah. friend my friend <laughs> Um, yeah, I no. don't know anything about that, so I'm just assuming. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Um, you know, Catan I'm, is is one of those games out there that has surged in popularity, really. Um, and it it it's it's interesting um, because Catan itself um, is 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 a really interesting game. It's it's got a lot of social interaction that other games do not have. Mm-hmm. Um and it's got a lot of, you know, it's got a really good trading thing and um you know, you you got to be, you know, attentive and you got to watch, you know, what everybody else is doing and 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 see how you can profit from it. Much like in in a lot of different games. Um uh, so 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 jump us in now that we we've discussed that this is the good gateway board game. Jump us in, like, why Why are board games important to, to today? Like, why should we be playing more board games? Right. Um, like, what... And also, get into your background. I want to know how you got into board games. Like, I know, like, these things, because we used to do, like, a family game night type thing. My parents found Catan. They had right. friends that came over and played it. And we just, like... You know, most of the time, we go to Target. Yeah. We'd find the new games there. No, and, it, you know... That's, yeah. But we don't go, like, you know... Right, like other people, and go to the hobby shops <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, I've played some of those games, and they're fun. Yeah, they're super fun. It's just uh, most people aren't. That's when you got to go to a specific spot to find these ones. They're not going to go. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's interesting that you bring up Target because Target um, has kind of been spearheading a little bit more of the um, the commonplace uh, game and the you know bringing in 
games that people generally don't play or haven't seen before. That's where I was able games. to buy uh, buy Hanabi. Yeah, Hanabi is another really good one. And Twilight Bowser game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know it had. I've seen King of Tokyo at at Target and Ticket to Ride, which are both really good, easygoing games. But uh, aside from that, um, I personally I've been playing board games um, for the better part of three years now. Um, I as a as a you know definitive hobby of mine. Okay, um, I really I. I took to it hard i remember my first game um was a game that david i, I know you and i have played before which is uh resistance mm-hmm. which is um a yeah really please good... please i'm not too familiar so please explain all these as you go yeah yeah absolutely um i mean resistance is it's it's a really fun and interesting game it's it's definitely more of um, a social game so everybody gets dealt out hidden roles and you have to try to piece out who you know the spies are versus the good guys and if you're a spy you know you want to make it seem like you're a good guy so there's a lot of different um you know mechanics in the game itself but that's really where the meat of it is mm-hmm. you know you try to right it's a social deduction game yeah absolutely um so you try to which, figure out which to me is is there uh, we'll get back to that there's a question about that, that I have, but it's <laughs> gonna be so far down the line Okay. So go ahead. Um, yeah. Wow. No, David wants to stay on topic. I know. <laughs> I, I can't believe it either. I can't believe that I stopped myself from a tangent. I know. I, I busted out the mixing board today, so I've kind of been distracted, making sure everything goes well, <laughs> and and yet and not able to hold me back from just tangenting off. Actually, this is a tangent, and you started it. I know. I did. Yeah. I'm I, sorry. I just needed to get in for all the dedicated listeners out there. <laughs> you, I mean, it all looks very official. Eh, I will kinda. say that. <laughs> sorry. So carry on, Mike. Um, Sorry. No. Uh, and and so, yeah, I mean, um, there's a game like that, and, and that was the first game I had ever played, and it really drew me in. So what is Resistance? How do you play it? What's the deal with it? Well, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, you get uh, hidden roles dealt out to everybody, and you're either a good guy or a spy. And so if you're a good guy, um, there are different missions that you pass, uh, depending, and so you kind of... Um, it goes around the table and everybody becomes kind of like the party leader or the team leader. And they'll go on these missions to try to, um, you know, do good things for, you know, the Republic. And if you're a good guy, you want to pass these missions. And if you're a bad guy and you're on the mission, you want to fail them. And whoever gets the most, you know, pass or if the blue team, the good guys get the passes, then they win. And if the red team is able to fail them, then they Okay, so it's like a game of trying to sabotage the yeah. mission. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cool. Right, so, but but you get onto the mission by convincing other people playing the game that you're a, that good, you're guy. a good guy. Yeah, right. yeah. While but then, but then you have to be like, no, I think we should go this way. But it clearly says go this way. Uh, well, sort of, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, emotionally, not physically. But um, oh, I know. But yeah, there's. I mean, there's actually a lot of social deduction games. I think we've probably played just the two like, in our group. Probably played like at least four or five, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I mean, and and that I think that stems mostly from, um, you know, we've we've got a, we've we have friends, you know, we have yeah, just a few. I mean, mostly they're they're pillows with faces drawn on them, but we uh, have like people that show up as well. Right, absolutely. And I'm you know, not your kind of just. Um, no, but we have a, a pretty large group of people who enjoy board games yeah, in, yeah. Our, in our friend group. I yeah. think the more people that actually play it, they enjoy it. It's just not something you go and actively seek by yourself. It's I feel like it's something you're brought to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that entirely. I think there is um, I, there's also somewhat um, 
of a stigma, I feel, still around board games, even with their rising popularity. Um, I think, you know, it, I think that people see board games as something you only do if you have nothing else to do. If you can't go out and you don't want to spend money, then maybe you'll sit down and play a board game with friends. And and then that's absolutely, you know, good. And that's absolutely what people can do. And, and I encourage it. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I would like, to, I would like more people to make board gaming, a you know, not a priority, but a choice, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and absolutely go and play board games and make a day of it. You know, there are board game cafes around LA, which is really nice. Um, they've th- been popping up. I think the brewery scene is definitely helping board games a lot. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause no. I mean, every brewery I go to, we end up playing some form of card game or board game or something like that. Just cause it's fun to pass the time. And yeah, yeah. I and the only problem with the brewery board game is the brewery board game gets trashed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not you talking about the condition yeah. of the well, board game. Well, I mean, like, there's, there are a lot of board games, especially social deduction games, where, like, the condition of the cards and the condition of the game really affect the gameplay. Like, gotcha. Right. Or, or, like, a game like Hanabi, where the game exists outside of your vision. And, like, you only yeah. see the back of your own cards. Like, knowing which cards are most beat up or beat up in certain ways gives you an unfair advantage into the game. Right, right. So there's that. I don't that, think so. that sophisticated of games, though. Oh, yeah, they're really working a brewery, absolutely. <laughs> no. But, like, I, I think while the brewery might be like helping like get board games out there a little bit like it's not going to be expanding your knowledge of board games in the same way that like a board game cafe might be no i get that and i think there there could yeah. be probably like eventually like a responsible board game bar right right but, like if you get trashed a board game <laughs> bar and you fuck up a board game like yeah i mean i mean ruined everyone that experience. goes into your tab yeah like i mean yeah. you probably have to go into your tab like if i mean would you even I would never even consider running a bar board game or no, playing bar. I've thought about why people, people wouldn't or not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, there's uh, a friend of mine who who kind of introduced me to the board gaming hobby in general. Um, uh, his name's Trevor. Uh, he um, <laughs> uh, he has this friend that he used to play with for a while, and um, and it's kind of grown into a phenomenon or an effect we like to call it. And it's called the Byron effect because mm-hmm. he played with this, this man named Byron who without fail, whenever they played board games uh, would spill his drink <laughs> over everything. <laughs> like just think, yeah. just think just puddles of beer right. just ruin all over, games. you know, your board of Catan. <laughs> so it, you know, when when you're drinking around a board game and, mm-hmm. you know, the Byron potential is very high. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah. it's pretty difficult to replace an entire board game. Yeah. Um, Sometimes a lot of money. Or yeah, like just pieces or yeah. different things. Yeah, and, and that's another thing with board gaming where um, it's it's a little tough to get into because it does, it there is a, a very high... Or it's not. It's not a lot of money, but it's. it's There's a cost of entry. It, yeah, there is absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, you once buy you buy a board game, right? I mean, I think. I think the the idea that Mike was talking earlier about how nice it is that we can make a day out of going and playing board games now that we have board game cafes. I mean, what is what is a game or what does a day cost at Game House? Um, at, at Game House over in um, Atwater Village, um, it costs five dollars for as long as you like to be. So there. it's five bucks to show up, and you can play board games as long as you'd like. Um, they ask you to support by also buying food and drink, and we also recommend that you buy food and drink while you're there. They have a nice little cafe. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be there for, like, a few hours, you're most likely going to end up buying something. Yeah, and, like, I mean, support your local business is one, but also just, like, they also have great sandwiches and, like, great coffee. Oh, yeah. So you can, like, sit down. I mean, we made a day out of it um, for Kirk's birthday. 
I or was that think so? It was somebody's. It wasn't Kirk's birthday. I go, somebody's I go birthday. there too yeah, often. We, I can't we remember. Went, we, the last time <laughs> I was there, we made a day out of it for someone's birthday, I think. Yeah. We just made a big group day hang yeah. with our Dungeons & Dragons group. Um, and so we showed up. And yeah, and we, we sat there probably four hours and... I mean, had like a little cafe lunch, essentially. Yeah. An extended cafe lunch and got to play a ton of board games. Yeah. And they have a huge collection. And that only costs five bucks first. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, to me personally, it's like, yeah, that sounds fun, but that doesn't sound like something I would do. You know, like, I like board yeah. games, but that's not... I Like, yeah, it's five bucks, but I also don't want to drive all the way out to Atwater Village and go out of my way to do it. That's, yeah, not that's, some, that's fair enough. I, I would say... I mean, um, I drove there from Santa Clarita, and I'd do it again. I mean, if you but you're out, more, that's but that's the thing. Go, I I'd consider think it. you were way more into... <laughs> yeah, I might be more, more susceptible, especially with my background in doing stuff like Dungeons and & Dragons have, for a long time. Exactly, and you have friends who are also very into it. But, like, if Carly mm-hmm. and I just wanted to go out and, like, play a board game... We're just going to go Target and pick something up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and, um, I mean, if you lived in Atwater, it might be a different story because mm-hmm. it would be more like going down to the coffee shop. Oh, right. totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And right, right, right. let's just go hang in the coffee shop for a few hours and play board games. Right, right. Which I think that'd be a really interesting thing. Is like, what if, what if instead of having a board game cafe, we have cafes that have board that games. do board games? That have board games. Yeah. And, and so you and, turn, you take that brewery model and put exactly, it in a cafe. Exactly. Put it in a cafe. Like, I would love to go to a cafe where I don't have to worry about, like, I feel like if I walk into a cafe and I want to sit there for a while, I have to be studying. Otherwise, I don't belong. Sure, yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. Like everyone sure. there is a student working on something. We have a local cafe called uh, Honu in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It's this really cute little building. I love the place. There's a comic book shop next door. But I feel like if I show up and I buy a coffee, I either have to then go buy a comic <laughs> book to come back to sit down, so I right. can look like I'm doing something, <laughs> or I just have to go walk around the comic book shop for a half an hour while I drink coffee. Like I just I don't <laughs> feel welcome to sit instead down. of just like yeah. sitting on your phone or whatever. And board games right. might do that. My yeah, but if there was a cafe in Santa Clarita where I could go, show up, drink a cup of coffee, play a game with somebody, even if it wasn't somebody I knew, it was just like sitting there and be like, "Want to pick up a game of Hanabi real quick?" Like, yeah. yeah, screw it, let's play a game of Hanabi. Play a game of Hanabi, drink my coffee, go home. Like that yeah, sounds yeah. like a wonderful way to spend about an hour. Yeah, and and so you keep bringing up Hanabi, which I think I love that game so much. <laughs> I believe it's the only uh, board game you've bought. Um, outside of purchases that were made with my girlfriend or my girlfriend made that I claim ownership of because <laughs> because why not it's it's within reach uh, yeah. yeah it's the only board game that i own myself outside of uh, i'm also borrowing HeroScape, which is a large-scale board game from uh, my brother-in-law right right so, yeah in my home hanabi is the only board game that exists yeah and and you know i i th- i think what what sparked that was we played it for hours oh my lord hours on end we we played it for so long that i had a nightmare about color-coded cards <laughs> yeah and that's not even a joke like i and i i i mean it spawned a week of me talking about knowledge economy and clue economy to the point where my girlfriend got tired of me using the word economy and she was like david stop talking about clue economy. <laughs> all right Just stop it let's let's let, i would like you to stop it now <laughs> <laughs> all right i i think i think i'd uh I think this is a point in which I can start breaking down some of those things. Yeah. So, um, well, let's talk about like the different styles of board games. Do you yeah. consider like my question would be, do you consider card games part of the board game yes. atmosphere? And yes, absolutely. So I, I think um, board games fall into, you know, one of a ton of different categories, but they can kind of be summed up in, in lumps, right? Um, you've got card games, which, um, are part of the board game community. Um, I would say card games, even like poker or blackjack, I would lump those into board games in general. Um, cause there are games out there like, uh, um, like Hanabi, which are played mm-hmm. with cards. 
Um, granted, Hanabi has that really cool feature or the really cool mechanic where you don't see your cards, but right. you see everybody else's cards, and you have to play that way. Um, but you we'll know, play one day, you'll love it. it yeah. yeah, it's real fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, and so there are card games. There are um, the first big one uh, would be Euro games, and Euro games got their title from European developers mm-hmm. right it's it was a very european thing um, to make these games that are heavy and when i say heavy i mean the box is literally heavy <laughs> because there are so many components to it okay um is a settlers lot of different a, uh, i'm sorry is settlers of katana euro game settlers of katana i would say is is a light euro game you know there's not a whole lot that's light it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a rabbit hole. I don't know. Well, uh, um, I would. Some examples of Euro games um, would be something like, um, like Terra Mystica is a really popular one, mm-hmm. um, where it's you've got, um, you've got a, a hex board, um, and you have to terraform to kind of to expand your race and just things like that, and you build cities, and there's you know you place workers down. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's kind of like civilizations on board game almost so you're also yeah absolutely land. yeah no it, yeah. and it's and and what i think is really cool about board games is that all of these can be likened to things but not exactly right right everything's its own thing which is really cool um you've got other other euro games like agricola which is probably the most popular one or the mm-hmm. most famous um agricola came out some time ago um but it's it's you sit down and you have a farm and you and you just raise animals and you have kids and then you die but then your kids take over and now you play as the kids like so is this just farmville on your table uh, more or less yeah it, it's and it seems weird right it seems like I mean, it why seems would i want to sit down yeah and no i mean i get it, it. i get the appeal it's like it's like any role-playing game you know it's yeah. just this one's like oh this is kind of be fun to you know role play is like a country guy you know yeah and, well, and mean, yeah that's you should play dungeons and dragons <laughs> i have played with you <laughs> have you yeah remember like two summers ago uh, we did that like we tried to do that like five week campaign mm. and it oh, just yeah, like okay. every by the end of it everyone was just too busy yeah <laughs> I yeah, forgot. I think I think that. you were DMing. I yeah, can't yeah, remember. I, remember I had two campaigns going during that time. And someone was like, you're yeah. just doing it wrong. And I think that <laughs> ended it. Uh, it might have been. It was either uh, Mike or Will. No. No, it was Josh. <laughs> I, I think it might have been Josh. Josh. <laughs> I can't remember if Josh was a part of it. If it wasn't Josh, it was probably John. It was you, me, Evan. Yeah, Devin. And- I'm not sure if Devin was there. Yeah, Devin was there. I, I think, think so Joff was, Celia. was there. Joff was there. <laughs> I don't remember Celia being I don't think someone blew it. up on me to end yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I just remember every time at the apartment, there would always be a fight about who was had a better DMing style. Oh, we had, oh, I'm sure me and Will got into a discussion I mean, there are about the, it. Yeah, had, friendly arguments. Yeah. But everybody's I think different. we still have a very different DM style. We yeah. still both DM uh, with each other. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to board games. Can I, can <laughs> I pitch, can your I pitch DM? a board game to you and tell me if this board game exists? Because I've been wanting to play a game like this for a long time. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. I've been looking for a video game-based version of this where you own a tavern mm-hmm. and adventurers come to your tavern and they're like, that's their base of operations is your tavern. You have mm. to make the tavern. Um, in an adventuring universe, you know, it sounds terrible. To me, it sounds hilarious. Like, I want to send adventurers on crazy. Like, like, oh, I got this tip about this quest. You want to go on this quest? You know, and, like, I, send adventurers on. Quest? I think, I think there is a video game because I've been that. looking. I think it's called like Shop Quest or 
Shopkeep yeah, Shopkeep. Shopkeep's a little sure. different, but yeah, oh, it's okay. great. If there's no board game like that, I'm, yeah, there's I'm I, well, well, not off it. the top of my head. There are I don't think there's thousands a, of new right, board right. games that come out. Yeah. But I mean that. Oh, I'm just trying to think the logistics of like or the quality of fun you could have doing that. Like instead <laughs> of going on the adventures, especially like maybe in a video game, okay, but mm. on a board game, you're just like. Hmm. Well, you're managing These, adventures. I know, but like, like <laughs> literally, no one, management. no one's yeah. going on them. It's just you managing it. Like, I would play the heck out of that game. Yeah, but that, that sounds, sounds like a game. Have you ever that played SimCity? Like, <laughs> I've played uh, the Sims. It's just uh, well, it's not at all the same. SimCity is just a management game. That's building a city. You don't live in the city. Why are we talking about SimCity when City Skylines is out there? All right, obviously, so City Skylines, which is a far superior. I get what you're saying. I'm just thinking, trying to transfer that over to a board game. That doesn't sound like anything more than one person would want. You know, honestly, honestly, I think it could work because because you look at board games and and things like you're all a bunch of nerds. I mean, absolutely. I'm a giant nerd. Look at my apartment. <laughs> um yeah um yeah no i i mean you look at some board games and it's just like how do these how it's it's weird how something like that gets made like there's a there's a board game that maybe i think you would really like it's it's a card game um and it's got uh you're essentially um putting together spells but you're like the ultimate wizards of rock and and there's you know it's like a fucking fireball and you and you piece it together and there's adjectives that you place with the noun and oh yeah i mean that sounds fun because i mean you're still creating and casting something it's not just like oh this knight walks in he says there's a pot of gold at the end of this street and then you're like oh i'll give it to that knight well no i want to go find that pot of gold it would be as simple as making a game where like you you run you are the shopkeep and you draw a card of adventuring groups and the adventuring group has like certain stats and certain like right. like wants and then you have like a you have a deck of like rumors as well and so right. you can like draw from the like the adventuring party shows up you draw that card and then you also like have a rumor so maybe we have like a hand of rumors right you have like five or six rumors yeah and you'd be like okay well this adventuring party might be able to handle this rumor and so it's about matching cards correctly and then like you can have a dice roll to see how well they do on their adventure yeah, and if I they mean, do well you get more renown for your tavern and you can make it as easy as like the three of us each are three tavern heads in the city of you know water deep or whatever all right we're, we're putting most people to yeah we're putting a trademark on that a copyright yeah because me and mike are now making this a game because it sounds interesting as hell um yeah no i mean there's and there's tons of ways to make a game you know uh i've got we we know somebody who's currently building a game. Um, I, I was afraid so that you might bring this up at some point. I, I we're gonna blow. We don't by have to it. get into. We're it. gonna blow by it. Let's blow right by it. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, going on. Um, uh, you know, categories of games. There's there's the Euro games. There's card games. There's and then there's light games. There's easy games. There's casuals. You know, there's so would social Euro games. games be considered like hard games? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Euro games generally the time. You know, constraint would be if you've got uh, three hours to spare, go ahead and start one. You know, and and they are pretty heavily involved, uh, which which I think is one of the best things about board games right now because I feel like there is a sense of disconnection between mm-hmm. each other. No, um, I, I mean, I get the like. So, would you consider hard is just like the amount of time, or like the actual understanding I, and playing? I would say all of the above. I, okay. I would. It is a. It, it's a commitment. I mean, because like, I least. would. I would consider Hanabi a difficult game, right? But, but it's quick. It's, it's fast. very fast. Yeah. But then you have a game like Patchwork that is not a difficult game and is also very fast. Right. Patchwork it probably has more going on. Than yeah. Hanabi. Patchwork um, is actually. Um, my my favorite game for couples 
Yeah. I feel like couples have a really good time playing this game. Um, patchwork being a game where you are sewing a quilt together using patches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a really it's adorable as game. simple as that. Yeah. Taylor and I showed up to Game House when they were playing another game, and we just sat down and started playing that, and I think we played like four rounds. Yeah. And we only stopped because yeah. she started getting <laughs> mad at me. Because yeah. I was taking it way too seriously. Yeah, no, and, I'm and, a very competitive person in the game. So I <laughs> oh, was you like, don't say. I was like, I was, I was really going hardcore on like strategy. I was like, I was oh, yeah. plotting out moves like four or five turns yeah. ahead, and she was just like casually like having a good time. And I was like, yeah. no. And you can, this, and you I'm can. No, this quilt that. is going to be the best this damn quilt you've ever quilt. seen. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Your mother's gonna love my quilt. Like, it was a how really good looking quilt. It was. I know. Like I get it. I mean, Carly and I, we Carly and I can't play Monopoly anymore. Well, Monopoly's a bullshit game Ooh, yeah are we going into monopoly no we'll, right we'll get into that later i'm just saying now let's let's she, we, we, no, we touched no, no, it. i'm let's not deal d- with i'm it. not done yet with my comment <laughs> okay hit me always you never let me finish never this, this is why we don't work this isn't your podcast Matt. <laughs> not anymore <laughs> i'm the podcast host now um the joke will never get old. now now no, now no kiss <laughs> no thank you carry on Matt. I, I know where that mouth's been no thank you <laughs> Uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, we got into cribbage recently. Mm. That, Ooh, that's cribbage. That's really fun. I thought you played yeah. cribbage with, like, a net. And a no. <laughs> no, it's a card <laughs> game. A it's, it's, that was, like, that's been really fun. We've been doing that. We learned that up at my brother's over the uh, we over uh, Christmas break. Yeah. And then uh, a good one. we like to play a lot of Rummy Cube. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, we'll we'll play, like, you know, you're saying like, oh, you know, you want to play for like three, four hours. We'll play three hours worth of Rummy Cube. Oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to play board games with Taylor anymore. <laughs> we we can't play Hanabi anymore because of how serious I take Hanabi. Well, that's well, the thing. And Carly, and I, Carly and I both take them super seriously. Oh, yeah. and so anytime, like, yeah, I'm, I would like to think I'm a good loser. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, for a fact I... Am not. <laughs> I know that for a fact as well. <laughs> I'm I'm a sore winner and loser. I'm an okay loser actually. I'm a pretty good loser because yeah. I can defend myself. Like ah, I right. didn't lose because I'm bad. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, I'm also an awful winner. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. I, bl- I blew up when we shot down that when we were playing uh, Sonar and I and me and you shot down that. Oh the yeah, enemy, that was the enemy sub. Yeah. And I, I like that was I. I had yeah. a hurrah moment. I did a victory. <laughs> it was lab. no, it was. I, nuts. Ble- I popped, and I mean, to Captain, wrestling Captain Sonar is a game uh, where uh, hey, like you learn something. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Sonar is is so simple when it comes down yeah. to it. Except you know, there's four of you playing against four of them, all in real time, right? And you have to listen to each other, but also not. And yeah. it's just it's a very it's a very interesting game that brings everybody together, and it's fun as shit, dude. Like, and that is, and that shot. Oh yeah, was so hype! And you win the game off of one shot because yeah. you just you just know where they are, and that's it. I mean, it's 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 nuts. And okay. yeah, no, that game is a game like that where it's it's satisfying mm-hmm. to win, and it's crushing to lose. <laughs> oh yeah, because you put in so much time and effort, <laughs> and you are really like racing against yeah, each and other. And you're at you're at ten the whole time. There's no cold yeah. moments it's right. like you're always going as fast as you can and yeah. it's like for 40 minutes sometimes yeah like that was a long game we played yeah yeah and and it, you know it's 40 minutes of yeah crazy. adrenaline <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard um but there i mean games like that that take a little longer but are a little bit slower paced you know a game like archipelago or mm-hmm. 
um, you know, terroristic a game like that as well. You sound um, like you're just naming Japanese video games. I know. You know? Well, I know. Arch- it's Archipelago a is an English word. Archipelago um, so is, is, is a game about uh, discovering the islands in the archipelago. And you kind of draw tiles and place them because you're exploring and you're and you're finding this new land mm-hmm. and gotcha. with the new land comes you know new resources and things like that it's a it's a really interesting game um but then you've got you've got you know lots of games that can be played in 10 minutes that are quick that are simple but require a little bit more than what you'd usually put in to a game like sorry or like trouble or something like mm-hmm. that oh i was just um, playing trouble uh yesterday or trouble two days ago. and and see trouble isn't a bad game right it's a lot of chance it's a lot of it's if you want to if you want to s- sit around a table and you just want to have fun and you just want to sit there and go nuts then yeah. play trouble we were playing at a local brewery speaking of a couple beers games. there you go yeah and trouble's a good brewery game because you can't lose the die <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> can we can agree though the- in, in that that genre of board games that there's a game called the rat trap that is awful mousetrap ne- mouse mouse yeah. i have never played it but i, I think the reason was because anytime you try to go to someone's house or you try to play the it somewhere part. yeah like the moment yeah. they open the box half the <laughs> like i think a quarter of the pieces just find their way underneath something right yeah. especially you know the marbles and half the game is building the the rube goldberg yeah and then you play for like 30 seconds and it fucks up the Rube, Goldberg, the Rube Goldberg and then you have to start over again. Yeah. yeah. The, okay, so the biggest problem I have with games like Mousetrap is that mm. it's a gimmick game. Right. It revo- it relies heavily on this one gimmick to sell it. Right. Right. And I mean, there's no gameplay. There's no gameplay to it. There's no real mechanics to it. There's not, you know, a whole mm-hmm. lot of strategy that goes into it. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't force you to think. And that's what I love about a lot of board games is that it forces you to sit down and pay attention to what's going on and really think. And, and strategize and, and yeah, work and, it out. Exactly, yeah. And and I think that's why we have so much fun with social deduction games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's games like Werewolf, which is right. the same exact way. Daniel's right? favorite version of the social deduction game. Absolutely. The game is hilarious. Is yeah. Werewolf oh is, my God. yeah. So there's how many unique roles are there? Um, I think the player count is like five to 90 yeah so there's like 90 wow. different roles yeah and some of them are stupid like like i played one called the drunk where for <laughs> yeah. three days nothing happens to you and then on the third day you become a new role well <laughs> yeah you just but yeah yeah and so like you just like you do three days worth of nothing and then you become something else and then it like changes the whole dynamic and then right, there's also like a the cupid character that makes two players fall in love and then they become <laughs> married it's like yeah, yeah. i mean and, it's, and it's a silly game but it's a lot of fun. yeah right. and 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 another game that has a ridiculously high player count right. is uh two rooms in a boom oh uh, yeah yeah where Bomb. every it works the same way where everybody gets these roles but one person's the president and one person is you know the bomber mm-hmm. and you got to get them in separate rooms if you're on the good team and you got to get them in the same room if you're on the bad, the bad, the bad team, team. So, yeah. but everyone has different powers like and abilities because everyone's yeah. playing a unique role I right. you. so what about games like family or mafia um same kind of idea yeah mafia. yeah mafia mafia, mafia basically is werewolf. basically yeah werewolf it's a reskin and it's then just, werewolf just adds a ton more to it gotcha so it's like yeah. it's like playing those party games just with cards oh absolutely and yeah. that's that's the same way, way resistance more, is kind okay. of okay and yeah. a way more complex rule set yeah i mean resistance is just a yeah there's just a fine-tuned smaller board yeah right instead and of playing in a living room you're playing at a table with five people yeah, yeah. And, okay. and and the idea is really simple of resistance but you can be sitting there with mm-hmm. 10 people gathered around this 
this tiny little board for an hour, yeah, up to an hour, just yelling you know, at each other. and just yelling and. What do you trying to convince each other of yeah. things. No, exactly. You know, there's always one person who's on the side who who really is just trying to understand. Well, what's so what's, what's so going funny on? is when whenever we play, we've we've played with each other enough, and I don't even I'm not even like part of the group like enough to like have played every single game you guys have played. Right. But like, it seems like when we play as a large group, there's like four people who have such ironed out roles <laughs> that. The second they have a different card in their hand, like when when Mike plays a spy in that game, it's so telegraphed because he almost never plays a spy. Yeah, it seems so rare that Mike plays a spy, and so when he does play a spy, it's like super easy. It's it's weird because Mike his a plan of attack changes so hard because when he's a resistance right. member, his plan of attack is to really analytically attack the spies, and he's amazing at it. Like so is Justin, and so uh, Will's to a lesser extent. Will's pretty solid as well. Um, I'm insane. You hear that, Will? You're not as good. I'm not. I'm not very good. I think I'm <laughs> no. great, which I think is always my downfall. I'm always like, well, that's about that's about away. that's about most things. You yeah, do. but but Mike and Justin are like also really fucking good at this, and like I think Justin's better at playing the spy because he understands like, okay, I have to keep up the hardcore analytics, right? Otherwise, I'll be found out. Yeah. Mike kind of steps over himself a few times, and then if he makes one missed logic step, he can't trace back. He instead of tracing back and trying to correct himself, which I think yeah. is the the resistance move, is to be like, okay. You might be right. That is a correct. That I'm. I mistakenly made that that assumption. Let's try and figure out where I went wrong. Right. Instead of doing that, he goes harder. He goes farther. And he tries to like get past it, so you can't remember how far back the mistake was. That's exactly was. what I oh, would yeah. do. No, that's exactly yeah. what that's I would do. That's the mistake. That's a spy move. Yeah. And like that. I mean, but I mean, if you can do it without tripping up over yourself no, and he, trying to remember your lies, thing. here's the thing: is like me well, and Justin, you, me, Justin, and Will. Like if we were playing that game, we'd all see that. And be like, oh, oh yeah. There it is. There's, I mean, there's it, the spy move, and like it's such yeah. a subtle thing. Of, like the difference of like how he formed an argument changes how we think about him as a player. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, it never works, no. <laughs> and I don't learn. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's like the beauty of that game is like yeah. everyone has a tell. It's just figuring out yeah. where the tell is. No, absolutely. And like sometimes the tell is like you stare at them for an entire round. Yeah, and they freak out, or yeah. they they don't freak out. Like one of two things is going to happen. Like that's what Justin does. Justin will stare people down. To see if they do anything. Yeah, and like yeah. one time Taylor acted weird because she realized she was being stared at and she like told Justin to stop and like she was being freaked out and she Justin was like, understand. that's a spy. <laughs> we're all just like, okay. And then and then once Justin knew that she was a spy, he... Everything he, else was... Yeah, I mean, he tore apart that game by just picking apart all of her moves, all of her reactions. All she, all he did is he, he found one weak spot and then just pulled it apart, pulled apart the entire yeah, team and then he funny. had it. It was so killer. Yeah. Um, I mean, that so, I game, mean, yeah, yeah, it's a I beautiful mean, game. Yeah, we could talk about this for, yeah, you know, another half hour. Because, yeah, right. I mean, but that's the beauty of it, right. you know. And a lot of, you know, I, I think the mark of a really good board game is something where even if you've lost or if you've won, mm-hmm. you will sit there and you will talk about it. Oh, and yeah. You, I mean, and, you, and you analyze, you know, well, I did this and then I did this and I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. And we do that for every single game of Resistance or any social deduction yeah. game. We end up spending, yeah. like, yeah, 40 minutes talking yeah. about the game we just played for 20 minutes. So would you minutes. say, like, social deduction is probably your guys' like favorite category of game? Well, I think uh, it's probably most fun in a large group. Yeah, I mean personally no. I'm I'm a really I I really like um I like social interaction euro games. Um things like um you know, like Terra Mystica, um you know, where you're doing things and there's a pool of actions that everybody can take, but if you take it, now nobody else can. You know, things like that where 
you know, where you can dick other people over. I, I think that's a really fun mechanic and I think it's good. And I think it promotes, you know, it, it's a healthy Strategy. competition. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes it a healthy competition because, okay. you know, if, if I, you know, if I fuck you over this turn, well now next turn, you got a target on your back. I've got a target on my back. Right. Gotcha. You know, and I, and I think it's fun because then you start talking to each other and then you start, you know, the trash talk comes in mm-hmm. and then, you know, the, well, I can't do this because you, you're going to do that or something like that. Like it, right. You start playing a chess game. Absolutely. Um, I think, I think the best thing about board games is that it, it connects, it connects you back in real Mm -hmm. time, right? In real life. Um, there's, there's like, I think that's part of why, you know, why board games are becoming more and more popular. Are are you saying that, by 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 saying that it connects and that that really hits something um are you saying that it gives like your argument and your strategy like a real physical place for it to exist um i mean is that what you're getting at i i mean i mean more so just connecting with other people oh, okay. when you're playing that's what i mean okay yeah i get you i think i, I think went a different direction with that yeah exactly. that's okay My <laughs> no i mean i i just wanted to 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 bring up that i feel like you know nowadays everybody's just become disconnected from each other um in more ways than one right you know the internet comes in and everybody's you know blah 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 i don't want to sound preachy everybody um, want to everybody want to talk but nothing comes out when they move their lips just, just a, a bunch, bunch of gibberish, gibberish when they move their lips yeah that's what i'm yeah. exactly you forgot about dre um yeah it's a, it's a shame man nowadays um <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys got that instantly. Yeah. I was like, this could go real well or real bad. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, you can talk to each other at any point, at any mm-hmm. point of the day, no matter where you are. So it, it kind of removes that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably my favorite aspect. That's why I have two weekly D&D games. Is yeah, because it's, it's the same you sit down with yeah. a handful of your friends. I have a... It's an excuse to hang out. Yeah, and you you generally turn your phones off and you, yeah. you put them aside for a little okay, bit. Okay, so yeah, so we've talked about board games and like the aspect of you know sitting down with friends and doing all you know like mm-hmm. the actual like card games and stuff like that. Let's move into D anD D and you know games like that where it's essentially just you got a piece of paper mm-hmm. and you're just playing and making decisions based off your character and. Oh, that's so. Sure. It's essentially like a true role yeah, playing game. I, I yeah, I think I think D anD D is one of the best board games. I think it is a board game. It's so. also immune to the Byron effect. That's very true. Because if you <laughs> spill beer on the game, you just uh, make a new character sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just copy it over. Yeah, yeah. And I know people will make like maps and stuff out of like graph oh, yeah. paper. Uh, we yeah, I mean we play with a battle map and we have figurines yeah. and we. I mean, you know, I mean, I have a pound of dice. I mean, like, we take it. To the <laughs> I just bought another pack of of uh, the boosters that D that wizard sells oh, of figures you should yeah. see the fire giant i just got i oh. wanted to post it on facebook and so do i have a photo nice. of it i'll show you after this podcast right. but it's it's beautiful like, yeah i mean like yeah i mean there are physical elements to D, but but it's part, all yeah, create you your own physical it. elements mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well that are purchasing wizards versions of it yeah i mean they yeah. have they have yeah. like oh yeah you can you know get our copy or you can just do whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely right and that's i think that's the really cool thing about it is that if you if you don't have the time necessarily right to sit down and think of a story or maybe you just can't right because right. i i know i'm that way yeah, i just buy a story yeah i can just i can try and sit down and and try to think of something but um I, there's like a big community online that shares all their adventures oh and yeah, stuff, right? oh, yeah yeah no Absolutely. It's, it's huge yeah and so D is one of those that kind of brings people together as well but i don't I know if i would consider it like 
I'd, I'd definitely call it a it's a game. I'm not sure if I'd call it a board game. Um, there are board okay. game elements to it, but I think that it's a it's a theater of the mind game. Sure, if that makes no, any no. sense. Yeah, I think I think more so than it's a board game, it's a shared storytelling game, right? It's more like the game that where you play where let's all tell a story one word at a time. Right? So it's I feel closer like to that than I think a real board game, right? Because gotcha. I could and I would consider like mafia and family and stuff like that to go into that more than. Yeah, those those are. I mean, but that's there's a line somewhere in there because yeah, there's like a card element to to werewolf, and I think I. But that's werewolf. I'm talking about like just the party game. Yeah, is mafia more of a social game or is that a board game? I mean, well, I think it's an all-encompassing term. I think I think just saying board games um, kind of is a blanket term for okay. gotcha. for okay. you know yeah, tons of different game games okay. that you play with people. All right, right, we got that settled. Now we can move on. <laughs> I didn't think we needed a ten-hour debate on that. <laughs> All right, um, well, so why yeah, Monopoly yeah. is bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to finish D and D. So I because I mean obviously it's super popular, and as David had mentioned before. With Stranger Things, you know, it skyrocketed through the roof oh, and they yeah. can't keep yeah, stuff yeah. on. So, like, protection. I mean, obviously, as yeah, did, you know, did someone. You hear about that after, after Stranger Things, I talked about mm. it in the podcast a couple weeks ago, but after Stranger Things came out, uh, Wizards of the Coast had a, had a problem keeping player handbooks on the shelves. Oh, wow. They were, they were flying. Like, people just, like, game shops were, like, just ordering them all up. Like, yeah. for a while, when I was buying Storm King's Thunder, they couldn't get Storm King's Thunder in. At the comic book shop that I go to. Wow. Because yeah. they, they were just selling so quickly. Yeah. So it took like two weeks for me to get a copy. Volo's Guide, I had to go to a, a shop. There were three shops that sell that were selling Volo's Guides. I had to go to the smallest one and like that no one knows about yet just so I can get yeah. uh, the limited edition copy because they yeah. just flew so quickly. I mean, Stranger show. Things is... I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do you think that the board game, uh, the golden age of board game is being helped by, by that movement? Or do you think um, that they're totally... Separate. Yeah, do you think D&D, that's a good question, is D&D going to help people get into more board games, or, are they, or is this kind of just a fad right now with the height of Stranger Things? Um, I would say I would say D&D specifically um, will end up being a fad. I think, I think there is... It will drop back down to its original player base. I mean, with a slightly, you know, more increased player base, yeah. but I, I think... In general, um, people will find that it's fun and people will, you know, really enjoy it. Um, I don't think people will be willing to put in the time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that it takes to, you know, because it is what we meet up every week. Yeah, every know? week. And it can I mean, go once for a week. hours. Oh, and I do two two sessions. I mean, I have I've my homebrew session. I probably put in four or five hours of work outside of the game. Right. And for the, the Storm King Thunder I'm running, it's a book game, so it's a little bit easier, but I still spend okay. probably two or three hours a week putting yeah. work into it. Yeah, I mean, and, and like... And the, just, yeah, and the like actual playing is like three, four hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a part-time job. I mean, yeah, it's a, we it's usually... A, it's yeah. a hobby I have to dedicate time to. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's... it's That's not... There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Oh, absolutely. I find pleasure the entire time. The second I sit down and start cracking open those books and start building a dungeon yeah. for, for my homebrew campaign... I love it. No, no I, I, yeah, I know. I'm not saying there's anything oh, yeah. wrong, but what I'm saying is, hands like, going down your pants as yeah, you're reading. You know, I'm that's pumping gross. some lotion. On that's my hands. real. That's real gross. No, but I mean, I bust out. I bust out a stack of note cards, a couple of pencils, a bunch of erasers, and dice, and I just yeah. I start building stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's fun. But I think you have to have that sensibility. Oh yeah, absolutely. If I wasn't into D and D, I wouldn't do any of this. Absolutely. Yeah, like, like you'd be like, right? oh, you know, like I think most of the people out there are like, oh, this is fun. Oh man, there's so much work. Yeah, I think it. I like, think more specifically, like I love storytelling and I love 
collaborative storytelling. I mean, like me and my roommates sometimes write poetry one word at a time and then read it back to each other and then just try to dis- dissect our poetry as though we're studying it. Uh-huh, I, mean, I know have, you're gay. Because yeah, I dissect poetry <laughs> with my roommates. No, we get really you're drunk right, and have, have a good time doing that because it's like a fun practice in storytelling and writing. And like, yeah. it's I mean, no, D&D I is essentially just a... And it's also like partially acting. Like there's a lot of acting and like problem solving involved yeah. in yeah. No, I totally, collaborative I totally problem get solving that. there's a bunch of facets to it i remember like when i was playing i like put on some amulet and everyone's like you shouldn't have done that you don't know what it yeah. is yet <laughs> oh yeah always a dumb move always use identify well, it was never, my first always, time yeah. if, if <laughs> you pick up a magical item and you don't identify it do not i was also yeah, a big in the back holding and also it. a big dumb barbarian <laughs> all right so character wise it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> it's a little shiny <laughs> This looks good on me. <laughs> Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> okay, so let's get into some of the most popular ones then. Um, I mean, you got things like Yahtzee and Scrabble. I and love stuff Yahtzee. Like. Yahtzee? Not a bad game at all. No, no it's Yahtzee's fun. I mean, it's just it's like, a, it's like a fun dice game of chance. Oh, yeah. But it's also yeah. a lot of skill and it, a lot of decision making. There is, yeah, there is an insane amount gambling. of skill. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that game has a lot. It has a lot of sexuality. Oh, yeah, I mean, but, oh my God. Just gambling and sexuality. That's gambling all you sexuality, know. That's literally all I can think of. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Yahtzee, really good one. Uh, Scrabble. Um, I'm not the biggest Scrabble guy. And that's okay, you know? Ma- mainly because once it's, I literally had just a thing that was three E's and I, two O's and a U. So one yeah. bad board ruined Scrabble for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's all right, right? There is a, a level of chance involved, but there's also skill in being mm-hmm. able to see the words, right? If you're a big word guy, absolutely, or girl, um, you know, absolutely. Person. Go for it. That's a very, that's a very good game for you mm-hmm. and the type of person you are. It's a very, um, it's a niche game. You know, it's not something that's extremely accessible. It's a, it's to a brainy game. Sure, yeah, but there are brainy games I think that are accessible to everybody. You know, there are a lot of games that introduce. Hanabi is a brainy game. Hanabi is a brainy game. Yeah, it's and also really a game that easy is to get the hang the hang of. Difficult yeah. to master, but good or easy to get the hang of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hanabi is one of those games that kind of um, creates its own meta. Oh yeah. You know, you as a group form the meta on how you're going to play that game and i mm-hmm. i think that's really interesting too with games in general um okay cool well there's the same okay kind of thing. so obviously david wants to talk about monopoly uh, i'd like i'd like to poke at monopoly for a moment because i think <laughs> i think not enough people understand why monopoly is a bad game and i think mike would be the perfect person to to describe why monopoly is a bad game well i mean from my personal opinion there's only like one way to win the game and it's just once you get pretty much the red and the orange properties you destroy everyone well yeah statistically but really the problem with monopoly and what makes it a bad game is no one plays it correctly that is extremely true um played correctly monopoly shouldn't last more than an hour a and b um there is the the properties themselves go by much quicker than you'd expect because it's an auction draft right and so after the first pass you just yeah. auction them all off the way yeah yeah the way, way you play monopoly play. is yeah if you land on a property you can choose to buy it if you do not choose to buy it it goes up for auction okay and people can start bidding on it anybody at the table can bid on it they can say oh i'm i would like this for one dollar and then somebody else would say no 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 i want it for two dollars and it continues yeah. this way, right? I didn't even know this was a rule. Oh, oh yeah. no, this rules is rules as written. Yeah, and um, <laughs> no one knows. You that. also yeah. they 
okay for anybody who is asked to play monopoly and does not want to play monopoly there is one strategy that will always win you the game houses no matter what houses okay so yeah there's an economy in this game that people don't understand that the game only has what 21 houses it's something like that and then like seven hotels or eight hotels Uh, it's like eight or nine yeah Yeah. but but the point of the game is to to maximize on houses and the rules mm-hmm. as written if there is not a house in the board or in the box to put on your board you, can you cannot buy, buy a house yeah exactly so if you buy all the houses <laughs> you monopolize the house all market. you I mean, yeah. all you need to and do you win yeah. yeah all you need to do is pick up one th- you know set of three a uh, monopoly of three and don't put hotels just, no, just, go, up just go four houses and wait <laughs> yeah because once you have 12 houses there's only nine other houses in game because yeah. you will win the game yeah and then you you statistically will win the game like literally just blow all of your money mm-hmm. for th- those three properties continue to get you know yeah and I, that's it taylor was my girlfriend taylor was currently or was recently playing a game of monopoly and she shot me a text message she's like i'm doing so well in monopoly and i started tech and i was like oh my god like do you understand like the correct way to like win that game and she was like, yeah, you just buy all the property and put hotels and everything. And I was like, no, sell your hotels. <laughs> Literally be a crazy yeah. person, sell your hotels, yeah. buy all the houses. And she's like, Absolutely. we already ran out of houses. And I was like, somebody else knows how to play, yeah, I so, guess. No, no. so then what I mean, they were doing was they were making makeshift houses out of pennies. They were like, oh, a mistake of the board right. game. They don't have well, enough houses. So they were well, using pennies. Okay. So I, he, that's another interesting thing to say about Monopoly, right? I may be Is mixing that... up memories. I'm not entirely sure that was <laughs> But I remember distinctly, I may have played the game where we used pennies. Yeah. I mean... If you if you look at Monopoly, right, there's there's a thing there where nobody has played that game correctly, right? right. Nobody plays it right. And that's that's fine. But it's the most like It well, is the most misplayed. It is the most mis what is this? It's <laughs> <laughs> a child running through a hallway screaming. All right. Uh, not not like in danger. It's it's an excited cheer. Very excited okay. about Monopoly. Yeah. Just learned how to play yeah, it. Yeah, Monopoly is one of the most purchased board games worldwide. Yeah. Or it is the most purchased board game I mean, game it's, it's been around since 1936. How many iterations of Monopoly are there? Oh, now they're changing the tons. pieces. Yeah, I mean, there's. I have a Star Wars Monopoly side. What, are they getting rid of the sidecar? No, I, mean, I, I think they got rid of, like, the thimble. Oh. Don't, well, yeah, because I guess kids don't know what a thimble is but anymore. But those are kisses. Peter Pan reference. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a million different versions of just Monopoly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. absolutely everyone plays it wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, yeah. and also if you look at the times, right? This game was popular in 1936, right? Right after the Great right. Depression when everybody was poor. Mm-hmm. So they got to pretend to be that, rich. Exactly. No, absolutely. And I feel like that's why board game. It's another reason why board games are on the up and up now. Because all back the pretending then, and it, fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it, back then it provided a sense of escapism mm-hmm. and also you got to be a millionaire tycoon. Like, who wouldn't want that at that time, right? right? But I, I mean, are, are you saying that the height of board or golden, the, the golden age of board games is coming again because people are, like, in despair? Yeah. I, I, well, but, especially but at the same time, like, movies and theaters are going down, and, like, that used to be used as a form of escapism. Sure. Video games use as a form of escapism. And video games are more popular than they've ever been. Yeah, that's true. So I, but they're also, I think they're also out. Of, we're out of a golden age of video games, mm-hmm. right? Right. Most AAA titles these days are hot garbage. I mean, True. we're in a golden age of indie games for sure, but there's still there's so Which many indie nice. games that just are trash. Well, and, and there's and, so much more opportunity to make an indie oh, game yeah, it's now. Way more accessible. 
It's I just mean, whatever. Yeah, and and all the all the board games I'm talking about are are labeled as indie board games, right? You know, um, and so would it, so anything that's not made by like Hasbro or Mattel or one of the big companies is an indie board game, right? Like the big companies in 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 board gaming now is is are companies like Fantasy Flight or Asmodee or Z-Man Games who recently put out uh, Pandemic Legacy. Um, and it, it's funny that we haven't even brought up Pandemic because... Oh, yeah, you've been recommending this game to me for a while. Well, Pandemic itself, just original Pandemic, was one of the first uh, to really get mainstream and to kind of simplify a cooperative experience, you know, because you play as scientists mm-hmm. and you race around trying to cure the disease. And you got to work together because, you know... It, it ends up being overwhelming at right. times. Um, recently, uh, I think his name is Rob Davio. Um, he has been putting out legacy games. So um, he did Risk Legacy first, mm-hmm. which uh, we ended up playing and right. had a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, And then he put out Pandemic Legacy, which was really interesting because he took um, a really popular game like Risk. You know, something that pretty much everybody knows. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. most popular war game. Um, and put a new spin on it where, you know, the legacy part of it is that you have stickers and you have pens and you write on the board and you change the board. And, you know, if you use a nuke in one place to really try to win mm-hmm. that battle, well, now that place is nuclear fallout. Right. And if you enter there, you lose a troop. You know, it's things like that that shape the board and make the game unique for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, for everybody who plays, um, every single time you play Legacy, you're playing on it, and you can only play with the people who have played on that board. Right, right. Yeah, um, it becomes a it becomes a longer board game out of smaller sessions. Yeah, and and what's really cool about Risk Legacy is that when you win a game, because mm-hmm. you can play up to fifteen right. um, on that board before you just kind of use the board to play regular Risk, but uh, you sign your name and who you played as when you you know when you win. So it's right. kind of there. It's like a hall it's of like fame. a leaderboard. Yeah, right. Um, pandemic legacy is i think uh, i'm fairly certain it was the most popular game of last year or maybe it was two years ago i can't remember um i'll totally can do it yeah it it, i mean it's the same kind of way where it's cooperative um but it's it's got the legacy component to it and there's you know missions that you play there's i mean you can go you can play that game up to 24 times you know because it plays over the course of a year so Mm -hmm. It's um it's it's really interesting um to see those kinds of games coming out um especially games that you see changing right before you and you change them and you shape them and there are these little boxes that you open when you mm-hmm. hit certain milestones um so it's it's I mean, this it's, kind that's of that's in the same neighborhood as it starts leaning towards like Dungeons and Dragons where absolutely. every decision has an effect on the world around you yeah, yeah. that's awesome cool all right well let's go ahead and start wrapping this up so what let's i got a couple questions just to kind of for anyone out there who may be interested what would you say so out of like the mainstream games and we'll leave settlers out of it (laughs) um what would you recommend is like a good intro game for someone who's looking to go out there and do something like this um if you're looking for something yeah like a gateway something pretty easy but fun i would say um either pandemic the original or um, King of Tokyo, if you're looking for something a little bit more competitive, um, you know, you play as these these kind of monsters from you know movies. Like you play as you know a King Kong or Mecha Godzilla, you know, mm-hmm. and and you play as these and kind of fight it out in Tokyo. Oh, and it's nice. a real good one. Nice. Okay. Cool. 
Um, okay, so I'm assuming at that point, anyone who starts playing that and wants to do more will probably end up doing their own research. Right, they'll branch so what would you? Yeah. So what would you say is probably your favorite board game of all time? Oh, Ooh. that's, yeah, that's a little rough. Um, I would, I would have to say, I would have to say probably Dead of Winter. I really like that game. I think it's a toss up between Dead of Winter and code names which is another kind of party uh, code names is fun yeah code names is yeah dude i crushed a game of code <laughs> but nice. yeah i would i would say it's probably a toss-up between those two cool all right and then i guess so not last so say we wanted to do an episode where all three of us just sat here and played what would be a good game for like three of us so say not everyone can get five six people to play but you got you and maybe your wife and your kid or yeah you know you got like us mm-hmm. three here like yeah. what would be like a good smaller you know i mean game? pick up something like um there's a game called coup um which i know taylor really oh likes. my god taylor um, loves and she loves yeah. the duke she what she loves one mechanic <laughs> in that game so much that she bought the entire yeah, game coup is really wow. good if you're okay yeah. at lying um and and love letter i think is another one that's really good it's real small takes about five minutes to play and you just play a bunch of rounds of it and nice. play till you're tired gotcha cool all right well thanks so much man i definitely heard a lot of things that i'd never heard before uh, <laughs> euro <I'd>... games and <laughs> Steffenfeld and <laughs> when yeah. did you use the word Steffenfeld once uh, I no, so. I don't think I did. Um, Stefan Feld, <laughs> for anybody, uh, is uh, really popular. He designed um, a lot of really popular Euro games. Mm, so. Gotcha. All right, interesting. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Of you course. Know. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, always interesting to learn new how, stuff. How do, how do we close out with All right. people? Um, so thank know. you so much. Um, oh, do you want to plug anything? I am... Um, Oh, do I want to plug anything? Yeah, do you have anything? Um, do I have anything going on? Yeah, or um, do you want to just get your Twitter out there? No, I think like I'm that? I think I'm okay. All right. I think I just wanted to talk about board games, man. Don't follow Mike. He doesn't care Don't what you think. Don't follow me. He do likes not. his stuff and he doesn't care about you. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I've been Mant Landrip. These are my two guests today. Oh, God. I, I hope, hope this, doesn't, and I hope David, this doesn't David become Devaro, a thing. David DeVaro. Please don't make this a thing. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks All for right. listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Well, I hope you guys are inspired to play some board games and go, or maybe go to Target, pick something up that you've never heard of before yeah, Target, and try like, it out. Like we talked about in the podcast, Target's a great place to start. They have a lot of great board games. Uh, Ticket to Ride. I Toys R Us probably there. has nah, a good, you know, no? Toys R Us is not that great board huh. games. Target right. is like the, the, like the go-to. It's like the A24 of board game re- retailers okay. right now. Got it. Uh, That's for all you film people out there. Yeah, who understand really? that A24 right now is like the fucking stamp of approval of good movies. Yeah, pretty much A24 is like, the biggest indie film. Yeah, it's probably the right most nominated Oscar. Like them and cycle. them and the Weinstein Company. Yeah, like Weinstein the, Company. I, 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 when I was growing, anyways, this is a way off topic. Well, stop, you, stop, Miramax. It, stop it before I go into it. Weinstein versus Miramax. Okay, um, that could be an episode. Yeah, no, absolutely. Talk about indie films. The history of Weinstein. Uh, well, we'll do so, an indie film one, and then you. I'm can, down. All right. God damn it. All right. So, uh, okay, so David's. So yeah board game idea so yeah i was sitting around i was trying to figure out i I play a lot of dungeons and dragons um with mike and with some other friends of mine as we went into yeah as we talked about um and i love dungeons and dragons i love the fantasy world i also i always joke with uh with our dm our dungeon master or our game master depending on your copyright Uh, sorry wizards um i often talk about like managing a business in 
D and D, just because I think it's it'd be a funny thing to do, is to like deal with the day to day manage upkeep of living in a fantasy world, like being like an item shopkeeper in a fantasy world. And there are video games that that do that. But then I was thinking the other day about like, well, what if there's a game where you run a tavern in a fantasy setting? And the point of the game is you want the tavern to be the most famous tavern in all of the land. And you do that by hiring adventuring parties to go on quests and quest for your tavern. And the more quests they go on, the higher level they are and the harder quests they can go on and so on and so forth until they can go and achieve epic level quests to bring epic levels of fame and fortune to your tavern. Um, there's all sorts of other mechanics that me and Mike worked in about like infamy and like how you can like make your tavern worse by like being too risky or playing too aggressively and by doing things like subterfuge where you go into other taverns and steal their fame you know what i mean um so there's like some some checks and balances we're actually in the in the balancing phase of building the board game right now uh, which is it seems very fast but like we hit the ground running super hard and i stopped working on all the other things that i'm supposed to be working on so i can focus a bunch of time on this uh, and it's a lot of fun. Like I didn't realize how easy and fun it is to build a board game, but we went from idea to we'll have a playtestable version almost at the end of this week. I'll say it's easy in the sense that once you get an idea, you can hit the ground running. But I'm sure, like, I don't think I could easily make a board game that's fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, because the guys who you guys were talking about who make all these games, like, oh, they're professional. Yeah, it's a skill. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. Skill. I mean, like, I could sit together and I could. I can edit together a loose movie out of something, but like it would probably not be very good. Whereas, yeah. like a professional editor would do a great version yeah. of whatever I tried. I to just do. didn't want. I just wanted to make sure people, you know, oh, it's easy and blah, blah blah. Go do it. I wanted to make sure we give proper credence to the oh, people yeah, who and, do it. And I mean, that's all. Luckily, Mike has has a catholicity of knowledge, um, or not a catholicity. That's a wrong use of that word. He has a wide knowledge of board games. Wide so, swath of knowledge. Yeah, and so as I was pitching him ideas, he was kind of building mechanics and like, oh, we can take you know these kind of mechanics, we can use this, and like trying to like he was he was playing real good devil's advocate uh, and pulling pulling apart all the bad and putting together like a little package of good. I think I'm the one who came up with the idea to make your tavern the most famous. Maybe because I was like, you were. I Matt's, remember, Matt's trying really hard to get. Yeah, I'm trying to get in on this and get some money. <laughs> if this ever goes anywhere, I really want money, so I want it down on paper or in audio recorded that format. That it started on the podcast. That it started, that I gave the idea that the way you win is to have the most successful missions. Sure, B- BTMOJ, the pod, can have uh, 10% of whatever we make from this. That's all I'm asking. All right. Uh, or 1%. We'll no, ten. We'll go to we'll go to ten. We'll go to a hundred percent. We'll talk to Mike. We'll talk to Mike. Move to zero the other way. I got I got a business manager. I'll talk to him about. All this. right. Uh, but yeah, I just want I just want it on the uh, podcast. I think what's re- really important to, to take away from that is the fact that like board games are are somewhat really easy to get a hang of. And I mean, I don't play a lot of board games, but me and Mike together have basically put together like what we think is a pretty fun board game. Um, low barrier entry. I mean, it was really just playing a lot of board games, um, going down to Game House together, playing board games at one of our apartments or at Will's apartment or somewhere, um, Kark's place, and just playing enough board games to like, be inspired to make our own. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and that's Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, so I mean, anyone, it's really a lesson to anyone who wants to get into anything. Yeah, just absolutely. find an entry point and go for it. Yeah, I mean, if there will always be naysayers, 
but you will also find a community that will accept you as a new person. Absolutely. So just keep looking. Don't ever get discouraged. I mean, I think it's the same. It's the same creative juices that like jumped me into like screenplay writing and like article writing was just like it's being creative. I, yeah, I have interest in doing something like this. Let me jump in and see where I can land. Um, and let's do, let's take games. the most action out of something that's action oriented and let me do that. Yeah. I mean, look, Matt, Matt made a podcast. Matt was listening to a ton of podcasts and he got inspired one day. I want to make a podcast. And he made a podcast and now here we are podcasting. Yeah, I'd wanted to make one for Matt. two years and I finally had a, I had a month and a half off. I had all the equipment. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I mean, and then I don't have any time off and I'm putting off my actual projects to, to work on a board game. But suddenly a board game jumped into my lap and it was like, Hey, build me. And I was like, Yes. And I think this podcast is helping you be creative. I think so as well. I mean, the last one of the last ones that me and you did on our own uh, before you became a co-host inspired the first video essay you're doing. It did, yeah. Uh, the Monster uh, podcast directly inspired... Well, I mean, I've been talking about the Monster concept for a long time. Yeah, I, but I mean, actually getting it flushed out yeah, over I course mean, of I did a lot of work in this podcast about that topic and now it's gonna be a video essay it's gonna be the the, yeah. the pilot episode of my video essays i'm excited to see it so am i i'm excited to, to finish it i don't know if you noticed but oh you did notice because you commented on it i soundproofed my closet and yeah. put it into a recording booth um which again low barrier to entry i literally grabbed some blankets and like stapled them around my closet and then put a microphone and a and a log and so i put my laptop on this log it's literally do you see that log right there yeah that one room? I have another one in my closet. <laughs> Let me just put my laptop on on a piece of wood on a log, and hook it up to the microphone that I have hanging from the ceiling, and we record <laughs> right there in my living or my uh, my closet. There you go. Yeah. So, I'm excited to play this thing, and maybe we'll uh maybe when it's ready, we'll uh we'll we'll do a playthrough. Yeah, so I think I think the takeaway from this outro is uh, David's a creative person, and yeah, and. You're he very keep, creative. And he keeps person. finding things that have low barriers of entry and just jumping into it. And I, I recommend Perfect. everyone else doing it. I mean, if you have a creative inkling, my girlfriend recently just picked up watercoloring and she's already amazing at it. She's making. Uh, she also does metal stamping yeah, for the comic book shop. Yeah, and she yeah. makes a bunch of cool bracelets and necklaces. And it was it was literally just she had an interest in it and she started picking up things here or there to start on it. Next thing you know, she she literally sold I think uh, something like thirty necklaces to the comic book shop. In, in wholesale and they're really excited to have them on the shelves you can go in right now to brave new world in san carita in new hall and walk in there's a little thing by the desk that says bright ideas and that's her business that she just threw together just because she had the creative inkling to do it like i think something that people like in our generation are really forgetting is that creative people like you'll find a way to get your work or your product onto shelves yeah if you work hard enough and you love something enough, just keep doing it. I mean, yeah, it may absolutely. not be the biggest thing in the world, and it's probably just going to be a side hobby. But you know what? Like this podcast, I don't have any inclinations of ever being a full time thing, but I do it because it's fun and it keeps me creative. Yeah, and you know, and and Taylor was doing the the metal stamping. A lot of those were just gifts. Like my both uh, my mother and my stepmother both have little necklaces that were gifts that Taylor made. Um, Taylor made. <laughs> golf uh but yeah i, mean, I wasn't gonna say anything i mean i have two necklaces that hang from uh, my rear view mirror in my car that she made and they're just like started off as little trinkets little fun things that she would do in her free time to like give gifts away and now like i said it's a small business she runs on the side and like that is super cool and again not a very high barrier of entry just like it took mostly the creative spark and like yeah balls like she had to walk into the comic shop and say hey i have a product that i think you're customer base, yeah, would, customer really base like. would really like and immediately they were like 
I really like these. Like they started buying them because yeah. they were really cool little ideas. Yeah, that's awesome. So, end of the day, go be creative. It will. It could pay off. It could just make yourself happy. And that concludes our outro. The conclusion to our conclusion. So, this week is my song. Uh, excited uh, to say. We got to get the plugs in. Uh, oh, yeah. Plugs. Plug, plug, so plug. So you can follow us on Twitter at btjmopod, facebook.com slash btjmopod. But that's just my opinion pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, if you want to, if you want a link to Taylor's stuff, go ahead and email us. We'll send you one out. Or just go to her Etsy page, which I think is Bright Ideas, but it might be Stampity Stamp. <laughs> it's one of those two. I don't know. It was originally Stampity Stamp. I'm not sure if she changed it to Bright Ideas yet. All right. Well, try one of those two, and then you'll find it. <laughs> we'll, we'll tweet it, and we'll plug it. It's, you got a 50% chance. You might hit it. You might hit it. The song this week is Four to Make a Lead Weight Float by Husky. Four to Make a Lead Weight Float. Four is in the word four, F-O-R. Yeah. To Make a Lead Weight Float. All right. By Husky. Give it a listen. I enjoy this track a lot. All right. I liked Midway. Yeah. So It's jam. I mean, I like the Gorillas, but that other one was just, that was like one of their weirder songs. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know why I picked that one. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that song, but it's not at a podcast appropriate. Whatever. I'm I've, I've played Every Time I Die on this thing, so. Uh, bye. That's the band. Oh. I'll no show idea. you. Okay. All right. So, well, thanks Before for to listening, make a everyone. Float. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. And whether, whether and remember, we all agree, um, there's a there's a tag for this. Can we write it down? <laughs> Give it to me on a postcard. I want whether you <laughs> Whether you agree or disagree with us, that's just our opinion. Man. The future we wrote For to make a lead weight float I will try not to give up But I won't succeed I will try not to give in But I won't succeed Thank you.